0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your life and your business to the next level. Today, I'm excited to have Colin Kingsmill as my guest. And let me tell you about Colin. Colin Kingsmill is an entrepreneur, coach, and founding partner at Whole Human Coaching and a strategic advisor to Kalo, and that's K-O- KLOLIFE.com. So you can look that up too. He is currently authoring a book entitled Fearless Crossing the Bridge from Fear to Bliss. When people get stuck at critical transition points in their lives, he assists them in deconstructing the stories in their heads, overcoming fear, and reconstructing a new narrative to move forward live Mm -hmm. their authentic selves, and thrive. He has an acute ability to sense, make sense of this crazy world that we live in. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: His ability to fast track clarity of the mind with insight and humor guides people of all ages through relationship dynamics, confidence building, which I love, and self-improvement, overcoming challenges and achieving desired results. He believes that we have lost touch with our shared humanity and have become distracted by division, identity politics, negative news cycles, corporate and special interest greeds and other forces that crush our souls. He is on a mission to help people rediscover their humanity, be fearless and free, and remember who they are and who they will be to change the world. Today, I thought our topic will be eight steps to overcoming fear Mm. and thriving in life. Please welcome Colin Kingsmill. Such a great, great cause and uh, agenda that you have.
3: Thank you, thank you, Vicky. It's uh, great to be here, and thank you for um, yeah letting me have a chat with you. Yes. Um,
1: we start out with a very easy question, Colin, and that is, <laughs> okay, where do you live? Where do you call home?
3: I call home Atlantic uh, Canada, so I'm uh, in Nova Scotia, just above, really just above Maine and Boston, and just yeah, just north of there. Uh. Um, I spent a lifetime uh, in western Canada and in Europe and about a year and a half ago I decided to move back to Canada but to come to the Atlantic coast to like Vermont style living you know yeah um, September someday.
1: lobsters
3: <laughs> lobster and and uh. beautiful trees and yeah. and uh, the leaves and stuff like that so yeah I I live in a very healthy part of the world and I think um I think I know I chose this place so that so that I could serve others, right? Yeah. To to be of service from somewhere that's, you know, calm, cool, collected and tranquil mm-hmm. and grounded. Um, yeah, so.
1: That, that is on my list to go up that way. I have a cousin that actually lives in Maine and I thought, well, if I go as far as Maine, I might as well cross the border. And yeah, see of course, that.
3: You, gotta, you gotta come visit.
1: Yeah, for sure, time? for sure. How
3: many time? So, so that was are- an easy question.
1: Uh-huh. It is, it is. And they get harder. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's no, right. they, no, they get more interesting. Okay. All of them you can answer well. So what sure. are some simple steps to overcoming fear? Well, look, I think the
3: first thing is is to kind to recognize that you may be framing your life yeah. from a fearful perspective. Right. I think I think so much of what we do today, uh, whether you're a young adult or somebody in midlife or somebody in later life is we we frame everything we do or so many things we do through this lens of fear. Right. Mm -hmm. What will they say? What will he say? What will she say? What will happen if what would you know? and and so so my uh, kind of mi- not kind of my my mission is really to help you overcome that fear mm-hmm. to help you push past that that fearful place that you uh, that you might uh, that you might be in so i guess the first step is recognition you know understanding that you might be you might be making decisions based on a fearful perspective or a fearful um launch pad if you want mm-hmm. and um And I guess uh, my first step in overcoming that, once you've recognized it, is Mm -hmm. to build a bit of a barrier around yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And look, I know that we all have masks and barriers and we hide behind Mm -hmm. uh, personas and things like that. But what I mean by this is build a protective wall of Against negativity and against the absorption of negativity.. Yeah. And by that I mean things like social media, uh, things like the news cycle, um, even toxic friends. And I know that um, I know that a lot of those things may feel good to consume, you know, to consume the negativity of this or consume the news or to get excited about an argument on Twitter. But ask yourself, is that serving you? I yeah. don't think it is. So really, my first step is kind of set a boundary, set a perimeter to protect yourself from that toxicity, from that negativity. Um, and then the, the 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 second step for me is really beginning to listen to our bodies and listen to ourselves, right? so often i think in today's culture at least in the west for you and i in north america and canada we get disconnected from um from feeling who we are and what we really are there's this mind body disconnection mm. um so those would be my really my first two steps right protection mm right wall of a a protective perimeter Mm -hmm. right you know less headline news and more knowledge reading history geopolitics like go for the in-depth stuff if you want to have a nuanced conversation about something dive into it don't just read the headlines so protection would be step one listening to you would be my my step two. Um, and then, then I think really the next step in kind of becoming fearless is is kind of owning your future, yeah. right? Like, what do you want to be? What, what, what is the picture of your life look like? Yeah. You know, I think so often, I think so often in, in today's society, in today's world, we're we are left reactive to we are reacting we're reacting to so many things going on right um in the world around us that we don't realize that wait i can actually be the captain or the yeah. sailor you know i can i can navigate where i want to go and i think today's culture kind of forgets that yeah forgets to remind us that we're in charge right
1: as i normally do i um want to unpack a few things that you said so yeah, when you first do. talked about recognizing and you know it, it and and you you are right um it's first to take that time to quiet yourself your life enough to recognize i think sometimes we um mask and we do not we we want to be busy and go 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 and we we don't really take time to absorb what's happening all around us
3: so i Mm, that's so that's such a good point right i think all of that busyness is a distraction Mm -hmm. from getting to the real you Right. Because yeah. if you're really busy all day long and you're running around and you're running errands and you're going from one thing to the next and you're out of breath, you you certainly can't stop and think about who am I? Right. Why am I here? What is my impact? What do I really want to, what am I really doing? So um a lot of distractions get in our way.
1: Yeah and and you think young moms or young parents as well as people that just started a business you know especially Mm -hmm. in these last three years yeah and you're having all of these people tell you what to do and so you're not really doing anything because you you're just listening to everybody else
3: yeah, you become this sponge, right? The sponge mm-hmm. of you know, an idea from here, an idea from there, and all these things. And 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 my message is really all about clearing the clutter yeah. of what everybody else is telling you, right? And listen to you. Listen to you and your body and your soul purpose and and you know why are you really here and wh- what's mm-hmm. the impact you're going to make and what is what is the purpose that that you're here for i think we've we we get distracted by it all day long and bombarded by messages from every which way right from yeah. top
1: bottom left right doesn't matter what from everywhere basically mm-hmm. right and then that kind of leads me to the the discussion of protection that you talked about and you talked about having that protective boundary. And, and I love that, you know, that that's a visual that I can really see. But sometimes you don't want it to be a wall where you get stuck. And, and there's so many conversations that I've had with people in the last couple of years about people were stuck and they're in that circle of resistance. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: being able to get out of it means that you have to um you really have to recognize who are those influences that are impacting your negative, right? So yep. I, I think that um, as as parents, as mentors, we have to remember how we say things and how that's gonna resonate with people. And I, and I just think back to um, uh, my mother-in-law, for example, and, and everything she ever, you, she were always told that, you know, had to do things in a way, because what would people think, right? And it was so difficult for you to be yourself, Mm -hmm. because it wasn't what in her mind, what people would agree with. And so, as we're as we're parents, or we're mentors, Mm -hmm. we have to really unlearn a lot of what has been imprinted on us over time to be carefully comfortable in having that protective boundary of saying, I'm good with who I am, how yeah. I am.
3: Yeah. It that's that's such an that's such a I think such a critical thing for people living today of mm-hmm. any age, really. Um, but I think our youth are more susceptible to it. But but you are absolutely right there is a very fine line between setting up a protective barrier against negative influences right which could be drugs alcohol addiction news like there's so many things that are bombarding people today right so pick pick your enemy but 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 there's that balance between protection and a barrier. And I think that I think the distinction for me is the barrier is you not living in authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. So if you set up a barrier and you say, this is my mask, this is my persona, for me, there's a disconnect, right? Yeah. Between the mask and the persona. So f- f- for me, it's 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 set up a wall of protection but don't put up a mask that's yeah. kind of how i distinguish it you know protect yourself but don't fake it with right. with the mask right. if that if that makes sense um um i think that's how i would kind of dissect that 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 challenge if you want mm-hmm. of walls versus boundaries and masks
1: and the other part uh, was you talked about the um the things the news for example and and so we as entrepreneurs need to keep understanding current but i myself i don't listen to the news i i get some information to keep me understanding but i loved that you said that you pour in that positive thing so i read 10 pages of positive or um Things to make help me understand how to business works and things like that. Sure. That it's enriching my brain, yes, and helping me grow, but it's not putting a dark cloud over my positivity. Yeah, exactly.
3: And I think I think things like the news cycle or social media are putting that dark cloud on top of quote unquote the information. So what I'm saying is yes, get informed. Right. But, but I don't think you necessarily need to get informed by consuming it from the news, which has, you know, it's, you know, all you have to do is kind of follow the money. It's right. What does the money want the news to say? Yeah. So, so I'm like you, I'm like, well, get informed, you know, Mm -hmm. read, read geo geopolitics history. If you want to Mm -hmm. get informed because you're an entrepreneur and you want to understand the market, let's dive into that sort of information gathering and sourcing and and going deeper yeah. into whatever market you need to understand but the headline news isn't necessarily going to enrich you
1: yeah and that um, that's why i started the podcast because i wanted a resource for people to come and find get informed you know mm-hmm. on current things that will help them be better in what they do, but not be peppered with all of those negative headlines, as you were talking about.
3: Well, peppered is such a great, such a great analogy, right? Like, because pepper, it's kind of like, they want you to. They want you to react to the spice, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you pepper it with all sorts of stuff, and everybody's tempers goes up, and everybody gets agitated, and you're on this mm-hmm. side, and I'm on this side, and up and down, and left and right, and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It, it that doesn't that doesn't um, help you, I yeah. don't think. Yeah, it it yeah. can entertain pepper- you. It's. It, <laughs> It's like eating a box of chocolates, right? It's like oh, I'll have one more, I'll have one more,
1: I'll have one more. But is it serving you? Probably mm, not. Maybe not. <laughs> right. So, um, we talked a little bit about being stuck a few minutes ago. But how? Mm-hmm. What do you say to someone who says, "Oh, Colin, I'm just stuck. I, I just don't know what to do next." Mm-hmm. Well, what what I try
3: and do with people in those situations is, let's look at the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And let's, and, and, and the first, for me, the first step is what are the stories that you are telling yourself, right? Mm -hmm. What are you saying to yourself in your head subconsciously or consciously because the, the narratives and the stories and the self-limiting beliefs that you are telling yourself thousands and thousands of times a day are getting in the way of you being unstuck and you thriving, right? So my first sort of my first job anyway i don't know if you have this sort of similar tactic is what's going on here mm-hmm. what what got you what got you to stuck yeah. okay and it may be a whole bunch of early childhood development conditioning it may, might be some core sense of unworthiness it might be some self a lot of self limiting beliefs mm-hmm. it might be a disillusionment with the the the, the general um, so you know look perspective of society that's going on and I and I, I bl- kind of blame social media and the news on that because a lot of people get stuck and depressed and full of anxiety and start using coping mechanisms like alcohol or drugs or other other things to just kind of stay calm in in the in in today yeah. so so for me it's going to the origin story of how did you get to this moment yeah? And breaking all of those stories down, what is true, what is not, what's made up, what's serving you? Is mm-hmm. this fuel? Is this fueling your energy source? Is this giving you energy? or is this depleting you? And I, And once you kind of break apart that puzzle, which for so many people that do get stuck, mm-hmm. perfectly legitimate to get stuck, especially in the complex world that we live in. It, the, the, the stuckness is the belief in all of those stories, all of those narratives, all of those beliefs that have brought you to today, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, or 60, you're, you are, you are seeing life through a series of lenses that have conditioned you to get to where you are today. So my work is just really breaking those down. What's real, what's not what works, what doesn't.
1: So when you get those people, um, and and oftentimes they're suffering, Mm -hmm. and it could be from suffering from a loss, or as you say, suffering from this subconscious that's really um, driving them. Um, Sure. It's sometimes, it is that they have to be willing though. So how do you, how do you get them to that point where they have that aha moment, that revelation that says, yeah, I need, well,
3: interesting, right? Uh, So there's a couple of points there. I think they have to be willing. Mm -hmm. I think that's number one, right? You have to be willing to recognize that, that perhaps you've been telling yourself a story on replay. Yeah. You know, the same thing over and Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And it may be related to fear or victimhood or a sense of self-worth or unworthiness there. There's all sorts of of perspectives and angles Mm -hmm. on the story that you're telling yourself. I don't think I can get people to the aha moment unless they've recognized that they Are they need change? Yeah, you know. Um, But it's interesting. I think the the aha moment can be really rapid. Um, Mm. And I don't think people need to be in therapy or coaching or any sort of healing um, journey for a long, long time. It for me, it's about just. Diving deep into where did this where did the origin story of this conditioning start? Yeah. Right. That I'm unworthy, or I need to take care of everything, or I need to say yes to everything, or I need to pull myself back in social situations because it's too much. There's all sorts of sort of signs and symptoms that you're simply, simply. Sorry, I shouldn't say that, that you that we just need to dive into. Mm -hmm. where this came from yeah unpack what 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 early childhood small t trauma do we need to go to to unpack it
2: today you're Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah so what do you mean by the narratives in your head
3: oh uh those are just belief systems so belief systems supported by evidence right so mm-hmm. i'm not good enough i'm not tall enough i'm not bright enough i'm not smart enough i'm the last child of eight i'm um i'm never going to make it financially because our family never made it financially i am i'm a country girl or a country boy when when you know i grew up in the city anything anything like that and there's Probably 50,000 a day that we tell ourselves, yeah. right? I'm good, I'm bad, I'm black, I'm white, I'm in between, I'm this, I'm that, I'm gender, whatever, right? They're all thoughts and they all construct a story mm-hmm. in your head that then can or not become a belief system, a crutch, a launch pad. Uh, A a new destination, uh, a new you, an excuse for staying in the past. So it's just, I, I, I suppose to answer your question is, what are you telling yourself in your subconscious or your conscious? What are you telling yourself on a daily basis all day long?
1: What do you mean by rediscovering your humanity and freedom? So, what
3: I mean by that is, uh, we live in this world, I think. I mean, I might be totally wrong, but I think we live in a world today where you and I and our fellow humans have become disconnected from our humanity, disconnected from our simplicity, disconnected from the fact that we are a mathematical miracle that we're even here, right? Mm-hmm um or mathematical or spiritual whatever it's a miracle that we're here right mm-hmm. and we often forget about that and start hating on each other or start mm-hmm. shooting each other or start calling each other racists or start labeling each other or start labeling labeling ourselves or or believe that we need to have a war with uh, you know who knows um or, or we get distracted by the news about this war over there, but we're forgetting about that travesty over there and all those people that need that need our help. So my, my call to rediscover our humanity is, can we all just remember that we are one species on one little rock that's minuscule, traveling at hundreds of kilometers an hour around its axis right through space right, right. through a galaxy that we haven't even understood. So that's really about that's it for me, it's a it's about perspective. Yeah. Right. And it's like, come on. We're just a bun, we're just a bun, like we're like an anthill on a little rock. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> um and every day is a miracle. Yeah. Uh so so that's really my calling. It's like let's 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 because I think divisiveness. In whatever form, again, is a distraction from our essence and our mm-hmm. p- true power and who we can really be. So,
1: that's and, for, and that's I think that's um, really a, a good point. I, uh, there's two sides to that coin. One is that I am just this speck in amongst all these billions of people. Yep. And the other is, but what could I do individually? And we forget that the power of one multiplied, yeah, can make Absolutely. huge change.
3: Absolutely, and that's my, that my whole point is, don't be the couch potato. Yeah. Right? Uh, stand up and 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 live in your purpose.
2: Yeah.
3: And I'm not saying the purpose has to be you know become the next Nobel Peace <laughs> Prize laureate, right? Exactly. Be a great dad, be a great mom, be a great creator for, for your family, be a great, you know, be a great farmer, be, be, and again, it can be as simple as possible, but own it.
1: Be a great human.
3: Be a great human. Yeah. Be a great fellow human. Yeah. Don't look at that homeless person as an alien mm-hmm. they're one of us yeah and it just so happens they're by that the grace culture... of God yeah exactly exactly so that's really my my
1: so my how do you get act, how do you get people um from knowing to embodying this whole
3: concept yeah th-
1: that's the trick um yeah. and that that is a trick
2: yeah. and
3: I I think I know personally, I, I knew a lot for many, many years. I, you know, I had my midlife crisis, my first one at 35. So I've had <laughs> a bit of, I've had a, I've had a bit of experience in, okay, well, what do you do next and how do you make an impact yeah. and things like that? And I think, I think the, the embodiment part is just the, the and it's a tiny step, but it's big. Is going from knowing what you're speaking about and knowing what you're reading to really getting it. And uh, I had that experience with meditation. Mm -hmm. So I I knew how to meditate, I knew how to meditate for the last 20 years but I really didn't know about it until about a year ago Mm -hmm. when I, when something finally clicked and I was, I was ready for it. Yeah. I think you have to be ready for it. I think it's a question of preparing the, preparing the, the, uh, preparing the runway for it, Mm -hmm. you know, to take, to take the knowledge Mm -hmm. and live it. Um so that's not an easy bridge to cross but i think um one per- one person at a time i'm doing it
1: <laughs> so in in your opening you talked about how you lived in one part of canada then you went to europe and yep. now you're in this other part of canada yep and and so there has to be a a bit of of a impact or a result an outcome of those travels, of the, those cultures, yep. of yep. of the people that touched you along the way, yep. and yep. how did all of that help you to become fearless? I think,
3: I think the well, no, I know that the the journey from one country to another, and living all over the world, and working all over the world, um, made me realize that that. We are just one one humanity on this planet, whether you're whatever color you are, whatever race you are, Mm -hmm. whatever religion you are, wherever you come from, there is something that connects and bonds us all. Mm -hmm. And and I've seen that through my travels and through my work around the world. And um, there's something very special about that that unifies us or that could unify us. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but how, does but, it,
1: but how does it make you fearless, though? How did that that make mm, you you want I, to I, go outside your comfort zone to take yeah, a risk?
3: Yeah, I think the fearlessness was really has really derived from jumping off the deep end so many times and not <laughs> knowing not knowing what was coming next and realizing at any at every intersection that i could deal with it yeah. i could manage it i could get over it whatever it was um and that's really my message to all of the people that you know follow me or work with me is just do it i mean mm-hmm. I, that sounds like a sad nike
2: Nike, commercial. Uh, Nike, Nike <laughs> reference,
3: but if you just do it, you're going to get something out of it and you're going to learn something from it. And I no longer judge my life in these short 60 or 80 years that we're here. It's like, well, we'll see the impact. Who knows when it'll come. Um, but uh, so I don't judge things in, in short time scales anymore because I know that, oh, wow, I did that 10 years ago. And it seemed stupid at the time but now it's a blessing (laughs) so so uh just do it go for it jump in the deep end see what happens because when you see when you're like when you're opening to seeing what happens kind of limitless possibilities emerge right yeah Yeah, for sure i mean i i just i i've been in such extraordinary circumstances going you know, scratching my head. It's like, how did I get here? Like, how am I in this this situation? That's just because I've said
1: yes and said, okay. I was just going to say, so many times people are afraid of that three-letter word. It seems so easy to use that two-letter word. But-
3: Right, yes, (laughs) yes. you are right. And I've got actually, I've got a couple of friends that have done like tattoos that just say, yes, you know,
1: it's like, go for it, do it. Well,
3: I know to say yes.
1: I know after um or during COVID, that really for me just put a different perspective on the fact that we are not guaranteed tomorrow. So I can't oh, say no any longer to things.
3: Right. Right. I mean, I've had um we're we're taking care of somebody that had a stroke a couple of months ago. Another person had a stroke, another person fell and had a seizure at the airport. I mean uh, you you don't you can't rely on the next breath. Yeah. We don't know that it's coming. We assume right. that it is. We hope it is. But, but we don't know. If we don't. And if you treat life as if this may be the last breath.
1: Yeah. I have a saying on my desk that says someday is today because we're so used to saying someday I'm going to do this. Oh, someday yeah, I'm going to do that.
3: And the, I think the pandemic accelerated that. Yeah. I think that was yeah. that. For I sure. think for me, that was one of the great, the great yeah. lessons, right? Oh boy. Live yeah. now,
1: live today. Yeah, because I, before the pandemic, I had I turned 60 and I was retiring Yeah. and I thought, you know, I'm just going to live life and <laughs> I'm done working and, <laughs> and that changed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause,
3: cause you or I at or around this age, we're like, well, I'm, I've got, I got 20 or 30 more years. Yes, that's what I'm counting right? on. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, like, well, my grandmothers, both of them were like 99, right? Yeah. So, so why stop now? Who told us that we had to, you know, exactly. stop at 60?
1: right? Yeah. And share that. Press, the, re- press the reset <laughs>
3: button. <laughs> yes,
1: for sure. It's time now for us to share my screen so that you can. Okay. Um, All right. So anyone that's listening can go ahead and grab that paper and pencil so you, you can be able to um, write down the, the website information. And if you're watching, uh, you can get that information on the slide, do a screenshot. So to contact Colin, go to his website, which is C-O-L-I-N-K-I-N-S-M-I-L-L. So ColinKingsmill.com. Again, that's ColinKingsmill.com. He's on LinkedIn at ColinKingsmill and Instagram, Colin underscore Kingsmill. So you can visit those three sites. Um, I'll let him talk to you a little bit more about his coaching and what else you might find when you visit ColinKingsmill.com.
3: Yeah, so I mean my coaching approach I think is really about is really about deconstructing to reconstruct as quickly as quickly as possible, yeah. right? You know, uh nobody needs to sit around in psychological suffering for a long time. Get get people and it doesn't have to be me, but get people to pull you out as quickly as possible mm. so you can thrive. So you can live a purpose-driven life and and contribute to this contribute to this world because I think if you as a as a personal ecosystem as, as a personal biology, can be the best and do the best you can, then then you're serving humanity. and it like I said, it could be it could be very, very simple. It doesn't have to be insane. So, <laughs> That's me deconstruct to reconstruct as quickly as possible.
1: <laughs> all right. So if you haven't got that screenshot, please do so. Now, again, those that are listening in dot kingsmill.com is the website. And all of this information is going to be on my YouTube as well as my website. So if you didn't get it, you can get it from my show notes. So Colin, awesome. it. it's been just wonderful chatting with you this yes. afternoon. Um, I truly enjoyed it. I definitely um like to do some future uh, podcasts with you to delve a little deeper into some of these topics. But um, as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling